Listener Production. Footy talk for you Monday about to come up and there is some big, big news coming from Jay-Z Clark as he brings the top three headlines of the week, sets an agenda about maybe a Melbourne trade to Port Adelaide and then on to Essendon. We talked to Pies and how well they're going, plus some teams not making the most of their opportunities on the weekend. This is the Footy Talk podcast coming up next. If you have a problem, if no one else can help and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... The 18. Monday, July 17, footy talk wrapping up round 18 of AFL action. And as always, the A team is assembled. A for Abby Holmes. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, very well. I cannot believe that we've just wrapped up round 18. But what a weekend it was. Round 18 wrapped. There's still a lot of footy to go though, which is exciting. 24 rounds just seems like this season may go on forever as I go to the Another member of the A team yes. with an A is the second letter of his name, <laughs> yes. Jay Clark. Yes, hello. I feel a. Uh, do you watch Paw Patrol? I'm a Zoomer man. He's the orange one. He gets turns into the hovercraft. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I'm so, Rubble. What? Oh, Rubble, the yellow one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, with the, the bulldozer. Yeah, the big oh, boy. No, like you it. Like I don't have children. Yes. Like, and he's about? he's the funniest too, yeah. the Rubble. He always gets into a little bit of trouble too. You'd be Sky. <laughs> you <laughs> would be Sky. Yeah, not yeah. just because she's the girl of the show, but yeah. uh, she's the star of the show. So That's it right. makes a lot of sense. Hey, there's plenty of news <laughs> knocking around. So we're going to do what we did last week. Abs, you can kick us off with our three big takeaways from the round that was. Oh, it was hard to pick. What a weekend of footy it was. But number one for me, deja vu for the Saints. We've seen this and it pains me to say it, but St Kilda going down to the Gold Coast sounds up there on the weekend. It just brings back so many memories of season 2022. So as we know, they came out with a bang. They won the first four. They were absolutely flying. Yep. Then they went eight and three. Then Uh-oh. they went eight and five. Uh-oh. They lost eight of their last 11, Ooh. slipped out and finished in 10th. So I'm a little bit worried for the St Kilda Footy Club. They're currently sitting in sixth position, but uh, I'm, I'm really concerned that they might slip out again, and it is. It's deja vu. The big question for me is whether he's still cuddly, Ross. Oh, I've yeah. got my doubts. He, oh. might, he might, might be a bit more prickly. He might be a little bit more prickly, Ross, but that's the thing for St Kilda. It's a club which has won bugger all over the last 150 years. Mm. They've been stuck in the middle of nowhere for the past decade, so I think a few home trees, some harsh coaching um, is exactly what they need. Where I think are they right now on the ladder? Sixth. Where, how many wins? Sorry, questions without notice. Nine wins, eight losses. So they probably finished the season on 11 wins. Which is they what they were last North year. and Hawthorne to come, but then the Blues, the Tigs, the Cats and the Lions to round out yeah. the season. I don't think 11's going to make it. So they finished last season on 11 and 11. Mm. Yeah, and but slipped to 10th. I think that could be a good thing for them because then if they miss finals, right, it then sets up the summer, they'll be a bit disappointed. Maybe they have a fire in the belly. I don't think this St Kilda Football Club needs to get ahead of itself. Mm over the next 12 months because I think the list still needs a lot of work. Well, I happen- need some revamping. What's happened to their scoring, though, Daisy? It's, it's just completely right and utterly dried up. Yes, Max King obviously out with that shoulder injury and memory. Yes, we know that they've been missing a few of their key cogs, but it just hasn't been clicking for them inside 50. Haven't surpassed 60 points more than three times. Uh, no, have only got 58, what's that, 51 and 56 yeah. in three of the last four, so I, they have been struggling. I think it relates to their pressure because points from turnover over the first six weeks, they were fifth. Elite, yep. Yep. Over the last six weeks, they're now 14th. Mm. So it's that forward pressure, that turnover game, which has fallen away, I think. But yeah. Max King clearly doesn't I help I was big on them last week. I thought they were really good against Melbourne. I you thought were, that was the rats. basis of the effort. And then yeah. they just come out and... Let me write down point number two, Abs. Good well, you, start. You just mentioned Melbourne. Okay. And it pains me to say it because I'm a big Brody Grundy fan, mm. but Melbourne Uh-oh. 
are, uh, look at your face. Oh. You're making me nervous to say this. <laughs> Melbourne are a better side when <gasps> Big Maxi is one out. Clip that up. Put it on a tile. <laughs> True or false? True. What it, he produced we... on Friday night yeah. in one of the best games ever. I was on the boundary for that one. It was an absolute cracker. 38,000, I kid you not, sounded like 100,000 at the yeah. MCG in that last quarter. A big game. More yeah. at the soccer. But Max, 39 hitouts, 29 disposals. He kicked a goal. Just a brilliant captain's game. And him in that final quarter, I was just absolutely blown away with. He played 90 plus percent of game time. Mm. You could just tell that that's... What, he's an endurance machine. He wants to, I guess, run out an entire game. He wants to be that number one ruckman. And he did say to me post-game that, you know, they're committed to making that partnership work and, you know, what Brody's added to the group since he's arrived at the Melbourne Footy Club. But what they produced on the weekend, how do you then go back to that? Well, the spot that I can now see Brody Grundy filling, and I hope the Demons are doing this, go and get him a specialist, whoever the biggest and the best forward has been in that size of recent times, go and figure out what they did and play like that. Because Melbourne is still screaming out for a big full forward type. Yes. So teach him how to come out of the goal square and lead. Teach him some serious forward craft. So Max can play in the ruck and Brody can play the whole game forward. Yeah. I think that's a a better option for Melbourne because you're right, the dynamic of the two of them sharing it didn't really work. They couldn't quite get it. And Max, when he has to be the man, just thrives. But if you're Brody Grundy, how do you feel about this? Because you're a ruckman. You're not a forward, right? Alan Richardson came out last week and said he's going back to the VFL to work on his forward craft. We yeah. love what he does in the ruck, but we need to get more of out of him in the forward half. That doesn't mean he's not a ruckman, though, because you just go, well, look, this bloke's better than me. Yeah. You know, heaps of small people do it. Might be a midfielder, but you, if you spot commit half back or half forward, you go and adapt, learn, because that's yeah. the best spot for the side. Might have been one of Max Gorn's best ever games. Dizzy was good. Mm, he's oh played goodness. a lot of excellent games. Like his role, his top 10 games are all very good. I was wondering there sitting, you know, if they can, this can help turn around Melbourne's seasons. Is his best and most important performance of his career? I thought it was, it was that good. Extraordinary. And for Jake Melksham too, he interviewed him oh, after moment. the game. Guy who's on the VFL scrap heap, right? He was, was last year. He was like, is he going to go on? The whole fairy tale booted out of the game for a year. Second chance at the D's, missed the premiership. I got all warm and fuzzy. Absolutely, you, you I talk, like it too. You, you, the way you're talking to him after the game, you can just see the emotion and the extraordinary hug, moments. The hug between him and Simon Goodwin was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. But he was a very, very happy man after yeah. that one. But third. Yes. And final point. Mm. It was a weekend of missed opportunities. Oh, was it ever? Okay. So, St Kilda lost. Western Bulldogs lost. Mm. The Bombers, we know what happened down there at GMHBS8 and we do not mention that. We don't mention that. (laughs) We don't mention that. But one team that did take their opportunity was the GWS Giants and now they are knocking. Mm. Come in. Yeah. (laughs) They are knocking on the door of a top eight spot. They're sitting in ninth. What they did to the Adelaide Crows over there as well at Adelaide Oval was very, very impressive. 17 points down at three-quarter time to Mm. roll them in a significant win. But Adam Kingsley as well, he's got that side humming along very, very nicely at the right time of the year. But so many, as I said, missed opportunities for the Doggies, for the Saints and for the Bombers as well. So now they're at risk of falling out. It's going to be a good run home. I know that a lot of people are saying the top four is set and maybe there's only a few that can win it. Mm. But... The intrigue around who will be making up the rest of the eight is fantastic. Really strong from you, top nice three. Thanks, I'm going to start off my top three learnings of the week yes. is the cats told us and we refused to listen. Oh. We were lining up to say they were done and yes. they said, no, 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 calm the farm. Yep. We're realistic of where we're at. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll get some players back mm-hmm. and we'll just try and slide into the eight and we'll be playing our best footy in the back half of the season. Yes. They're in fifth spot now. They that happened very, very quickly. All those people that didn't win on the weekend, but yes. they, they got some players back. Duncan's back. Yep. Dangerfield's back. They're yep. starting to get it going. Max Obviously, Holmes as well. 
Correct. Loving what he's doing. Important part of that Ooh. side. We talk about the big four in Melbourne, Brisbane, Pies and Port. Mm. The Cats come in, if they can just drift into the eight, you would not want to come up against them in an elimination final and then a prelim. And is there any more important person to a team's fortunes than Patrick Dangerfield? Like the difference between Geelong with and without Patrick Dangerfield is Grand Canyon-like. When him back, it just turns, and we know Jeremy Cameron's uh, outstanding, but back-to-back thrashings down at GMHBA Stadium over North Melbourne and Essendon has just got them primed. They have got, do have got bigger challenges to come, though. Brisbane to come, Melbourne to come. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, if they hit September with the whips, when the whips are cracking in really good form, are they the second best team in it? I think Collingwood looks like the Ooh. team to beat. Is Would Geelong be the second seed if they maintain this form? I think it would be hard to dispute. Because if they go up and roll the Lions yes. at the Gabba this Saturday. Yep. That's oh, a massive game. This, this is going to be, yeah. If the Lions, when we go right, they're still in the yeah. top four and we still consider them a real challenger. If the Cats roll them. Yeah. If. What would or could be. Yep. Whereas uh, Jay says, if they can knock cock off them. Yeah, knock cock off them. Knock cock off them. And when the <laughs> crips are whacking. Uh, Sometimes I struggle with you. <laughs> uh, my second point is consistency is key or not. So the Saints and the Bombers sat here last week yep. and couldn't have been more bullish. I said that I underestimated them. I wish I had a held fire mm. because I wouldn't be saying that. That was last week was very good from both of them. This week it was just horrible. Yep. Mm. They went away from the simple things that made them good in the weeks prior, yep. which was pressure and effort. And when you don't bring that, you get results like that, which was very disappointing for those two who could have really cemented themselves in that eight. Now they're in the muck again. And that's the thing. Consistency is key. The, the sides that can put it together for four quarters consistently week in, week out are the sides that are really going to threaten for the premiership. But mm. Um, for those ones that we see, you know, quality footy of one week and then well and truly off the mark the next, they're yep. the ones that are in strife. Yeah, and that is probably, it does accurately reflect reflect a little bit where Essendon is at. Oh, it was a big Saturday night. <laughs> Not a big Saturday night. That I think this is more the inconsistency which reflects where Essendon is really at. You know, because they had a great win against Adelaide. They are by, so far away from being the finished article, Essendon. We know Brad Scott's in this journey. I think as the young players develop, that's when we'll be talking about them as a uh, a genuine sort of contender. But that's a little while away. They need to close that gap from best to yes. worst performances. My third point is Carlton's season. Now, not only is it back alive, and I have a little bit of egg on my face because I refuse to tip them. I have to now wear a full Carlton kit to the midweek you rub do. this week. <laughs> but I look through the draw, and it may again for Carlton fans come down to winning the last game of the oh, season. Oh, no. How stressful. To see if you're going to be in the finals, <laughs> and it is against the GWS Giants, who may also be playing oh, for a spot in the finals. God. You couldn't script They couldn't do better. it again, could they? You no. couldn't script that <laughs> any better if that is to play out. Yeah. But... Credit to them. We wrote them off about six weeks ago, didn't and we? And rightfully so. Rightfully though. so. They yep. were not playing some good footy, but what they've been able to produce in the last month in terms of even their scoring power um, is is a vast contrast to what we had seen from them. So credit to Michael Voss and, and Paddy Cripps and what they've been doing down there because they're looking like a really, really, I guess – whole side at the moment. They've become fun to watch again. They have. This yeah. is what we got from the Blues in the first half of last season and into the back half. So what the hell happened in the in the yeah. between rounds three and eight? Well, what they happened? had the piss up down at Torquay. Well, that, yeah. that's how they got back. Yeah. But how did it all fall apart for them? Oh, like, I don't know. It? I don't know how they started the season so bland <laughs> yes. and lifeless. Pedestrian. And now they are bums on seats again. Yes. Like, you look up and the, oh, there's someone in the corridor. Surely they're not going to take that kick. Yeah. Zoom. Mm. Yeah. Through it goes into... 
Mackay was out for the better part of that. Yeah. Charlie Kerner goes, yes, thanks. Jack Silvani, Silvani what a star. I was going to say. We love that man. Wow. What a star. Yeah. Heart and soul. Motlop, four goals. Yeah. He was just, an excitement machine. It was just ha- – and like Port, uh, granted, had some out. 50 points is 50 points. Mm. Yeah. That is an absolute drubbing. Very good. Good by me, better by you. (laughs) Coming up after the break, we'll go Jay-Z's top three headlines. Plus, we'll have a little look forward to what might be a prelude to the grand final. This is the Footy Talk Podcast. Welcome back to the Footy Talk Podcast, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. Jay-Z Clark, you are the man across all of those things. Yes. News, interviews, maybe not so much the analysis, but the top, <laughs> three, the top two is certainly you. What are the big three uh, headlines set us off for the week? I think I'm known more for my humour now these days, though, Jamie, <laughs> to be honest. And what about this headline? It's my first one. It's an absolute cracker. I've been crafting on this one for a little while, really been polishing it up. God, it's very good now. You have to listen to it, right? You have to listen to this care. Carefully. Esava Ratagonalia. Do I have to repeat that again? Yes, please. Esava Ratagonalia. Not Ratagalia, <laughs> Ratagonalia. Now, there is a stench about the cat's back line um, when he has been in it at, at times. But he has gone out of it. He was managed out. And can I ask you fine people whether Geelong's back six is better with him out because they've got Jack. That's the gone part. That's the gone, gone part. See, you have to think about this. Ratagonalia, is he gone? Because they've got Jack Stewart. Uh, Jack Stewart. Um, Tom? Tom Stewart, that's right. And Jack Henry. I made the two defenders the one person. <laughs> and uh, Mark Blitzars, of course, is back there. They all do a fine job. And Asava Ratagonalia might not be in their best 22 anymore. They've <laughs> Can you tried. Not say that. Don't yeah. say that again. <laughs> anymore? Okay, we get it? All right. All right. <laughs> is all uncomfortable. So <laughs> Port Adelaide still want this man and yeah. he's out of contract. The Cats can't sign him up. So maybe he goes to, this is the trade puzzle, he goes to Port Adelaide, Ben Mackay goes to, to North Melbourne and then... He's already he at, North, at Melbourne. North Melbourne. North, <laughs> wow, <man. laughs> to Essendon. To Essendon. Hang on. Right. Hang on. Let me write this down. So Radagalia. To Port. He's at the Cats. So he goes to Port. Yep. And, yep. Then, and then North Melbourne's Ben Mackay. Yep. He goes to Essendon. Okay. Right. Yep. And and, and Geelong have got some work to do if he goes, <laughs> but for now. For all of our listeners, Daisy's yes. just drawing out a little bit of a mind well, map Well, I thought here. it was going to go like you a, some a, sort of square and come uh, back to the start. But this, so far, it's just the cat's working with Port <laughs> and with no relevance to this conversation. No, the, ben McCoy's been booted And this is a podcast, box. so people don't know what the hell you're doing. They're both key defenders, Dale. They're both key defenders. Poor Mick Malthouse, how did he cope all these years ago with you? <laughs> Right, so they're the, that's the key defender sort of uh, yeah. swapperoo, yep. and I think the big talking point down in Geelong coaching box and coaches meetings this week is: do we fit Asava back in, or do we leave him out? And that will really fuel Port Adelaide's interest to go after him. So there you go. Who played as Geelong's second tall? So Sam DeConing would have been one of them, and yes. was Stuart the other one? Because obviously we know that Brisbane have Hipwood and oh, of course Danaher. Yes, so it's they've got they've got to have their hands full, and that's the question for the coaches' box: Do they bring bring him back, or do they stick with a slightly smaller structure okay. back there? Okay, so, strong start. I won't strong. Say I think Asava's been doing some great things in the back half for the Cats. Yeah, we know traditionally he's been a forward, and Chris Scott was very very happy with the way that he did take to that defending role, and these things do take a little mm. bit of time as yeah. well. 
well, but um, he can clunk a mark. He, he's got good skills. I really like what we see from him. But as you said, you know, the cats are humming along nicely at the moment. And if he fits in that back six. Yeah. When right. you think of who they're going to have to beat, yeah. Collingwood don't have a tall forward line. Small ball. Yeah, so not mm. ideal. And we know that the small forward line is sort of the way of the future. I'm going to yeah. be controversial. Colin Jason is back there too. I think they're better without him. Um, no no, no, uh, no offence, Asava. <laughs> Radagonalia. Hey, my second one is, and this follows up your great point um, to... Um, my name's Abby. Abby. <laughs> I was trying to work in Queen of Ascarines into it, oh, but I just got to stick to the basics. Nice. I got to oh. stick to the basics today. Um, Groundy. <laughs> we talked about Gondy. Real negative stuff. Groundy. So um, I'm calling it, is a third club going to put in the call to Big Brody, Big Brody Grundy to try and get him out of the Melbourne Football Club because he's not going to want to – he's an all-Australian ruckman. He doesn't want to be a backup VFL full forward. He's not a a key forward. He's an all-Australian ruckman. So these are the clubs who are going to be into him, right? There's three clubs. Write them down, Daisy. Yep. Right? Port Adelaide, he's a South Australian. Port Adelaide who tried desperately to get him last year. They've got Scotty Lysett, and he's probably coming closer towards the end. He's out of contract, right? So Brodie Grundy is the perfect fit for Port Adelaide. He's Adelaide. Boy? Yes, yeah. South Australian. Yeah. 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 So put a little highlighter mark through right. Port Adelaide, all right? Now, second club, we mentioned them before, Geelong. Geelong's got um, Johnny Segler and uh, Reese Stanley. They desperately need another Ruckman. They also thought about him last year. Wouldn't he be perfect in the blue and white drops? And this is such a Geelong move if they could get him out of there. Now, the third one, of course, is Sydney. Now, small ground. Mm. They also, you know, they got Hayden McLean up there. They've got Tom Hickey, old mate Sinclair. Sinclair? He might have been moved on, but that's fine. Nah, that's... No, I've made that up. That's not Sinclair. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, he was on their mm. VFL was, list. Yeah. Anyway, don't need a ruckman. So um, Brody Grandy, I think he'll be putting in the call as well. It's been a funky episode from me. <laughs> so you think a guy who's signed for how many years? Four, five, four, four or five. Yeah. For how much? Six fifty. Six fifty at Melbourne. Plus at, he gets the two seventy five from Collingwood. Plus still. what the Pies are paying yep. him for the next yep. couple of years. Mm-hmm. You think after one season, Melbourne are going to explore a trade? No, they wouldn't like to, but does Brody? Brody. I think it's the question for Brody because he's he, Melbourne to keep him because he's the best backup in the business, right? Wow. And this would be huge. I don't see it happening for what it's You don't reckon? Like, you think he wants to sit down to go play at Casey? I on think he's got enough Casey pride Fields. that he can be good enough to find a way into that side. Was it the right fit? I think you applaud them for trying it, trying. And look, this might be the craziest idea of the trade period, but put that in your little diary. I don't even know what date it is today, but I reckon we're going to come back to it. 17th of July it is today, there. but I like that. That is on notice. I don't see it happening. Do you? No. No. It's more, it's it's a longer bow. It's okay. a longer bow. Not this year anyway. See okay. what happens next year. Next year. Okay. Now my third one, um, to stick with a little slightly negative theme, um, and I don't mind being the villain on this show, red and black regret, right? Now, red and black regret. Now, Zach Merritt got done for staging, which is the ugliest and dirtiest and most embarrassing penalty in the AFL. Marco kind of come up to him at the stoppage and touched him with like a little feather duster, Ooh. like a little feather touch, just Ooh. like tapped him on the back and then... Down Collapsed dropped. Like a pack of cards. Like my little four-year-old when we're, we're, we're wrestling around in the lender. Sometimes he just goes. goes Sometimes to, you just go down too easily. That's exactly <laughs> right. Exactly <laughs> right, Daisy. So I think it's a conversation. They're grown men here. I think um, Coach Brad Scott and the superstar captain say, Zach, 
Mate, you're better than that. Mm-hmm. Hold your ground, right? Don't play for the free kicks. You want a reputation to be built on going hard for the ball and being consistent, not to go on the ground. He's a too good a player to do that, yeah. right? So he would regret that. And I know, you know, sometimes players suck in other, you know, the umpires or whatever to a free kick in the contest, but this is when they were just standing around waiting for the ball up. So you're better than that, Zach. Okay. Red and black mm-hmm. re- regret. Does he, he get a fine? Yeah, he got a fine. It's $1,000 with an early plea. So uh, he cops that. Of course, Jordan Boyd from Carlton facing three-match suspension at the tribunal for another dangerous tackle on Port Adelaide's Darcy Byrne-Jones. He'll be missing from Saturday nights. How many for him? Two. Three. 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 Yep. For a goal-saving tackle. Mate, he smashed his head into the ground and put him into next Tuesday. Yeah. Rochelle got two, didn't he, for that? And Rochelle got two for the uh, the whack. So he was yeah. – um, he just had a hot head. He's just got to he's just got to calm the farm. He yeah. needs a, he needs a chat with you guys a bit of zen. Oh yeah, and because oh, he again he, he is another very talented player. Oh. He doesn't want to lose his cool like that. Only five minutes earlier though, he yep. got shouldered Whacked. in the back of the He'll head. He'll be better for he this. He was angry. A little yeah. learning experience. He'll yes. know what not to do next time when somebody does come after him because yeah. he is a player that people will come after throughout mm. his career because he's too good. They tried to rough you up, Daisy, back They did. The I day. punched a few of them. Uh, Clinton <laughs> Jones. I remember running back to the middle, Ross Lyon, a week after he said I was the best player in the comp, yes. sent Clint Jones to me. We just kicked a goal. I was watching the big screen mm. and Clint Jones stopped and did a little oh, elbow and got me right in the throat. And I tried to smack him then because there was no, I don't think there's any as many cameras. Yeah. I tried to smack him. I missed him. And the next time he went for the ball, he handballed up. I clobbered him from behind yes. and went to the tribunal and said I was trying to hit the ball out of his hand. <laughs> missed the ball by three foot and got him flush on the oh, chin. Yeah. How many weeks? What did you get for that? I think I got two. Yeah. That's all right. Yep. Um, all well and good. We were talking about it, the tease that may be. The grand final preview this Saturday night as the all-conquering Pies come up against a Port Adelaide side that needs to respond but had won 13 in a row before that. Are Port going to have 10 changes this week? Are they going to get back there? Uh, you think they'd be playing the full complement. Yeah, you think they, they'd be um, – oh, the big question for me is what they do with Dacos. What do they do? do, you know, do are they more physical with him? They if, have to be. Every single be. team in the competition that comes up against Collingwood, every coach says, oh, it's not a one-man job, it's team defence to stop Dacos. The bull but it's like At the end of the day, run someone with him. Yep. Because last time you played, he had 40-odd touches and they absolutely dominated you. So uh, if somebody does not – Wear Dacos like an absolute bloody you can, glove. You can still glove. be tagged and like be beaten. Like a glove. Like a glove, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, but, you, but you can, you just got to have a plan. Like the whole game is taking away yep. the opposition's strengths yep. and trying strength. to exploit them. Yep. Yep. On the weekend, Frio. Yep. No time into Darcy Moore, no time into Nick Dacos. Mm. Yep. Who are the better two players on the ground? Those two. It's just mind-boggling mind how there's so many assistants yep. and they don't come up with any sort of plan. And is there something in the first three minutes, Daisy, because in the first three minutes of, of that Collingwood win over Fremantle, Nick Dacos ran on his own. Yep. Like, no, no, Jay Graham didn't go within 30 metres of him. Like, Nick Dacos would have gone into that game, first three minutes, and thought, oh, I'm, I'm absolutely set today. No one is no yeah. even looking at me. Don't you, know, don't you want to send a message, mate? Get him a bit mm. on airs. We'd love him as a player. But you somehow got to like stop this man. Did. That's what I was it about didn't to work. Say. Yep. It, it didn't work, but that's fine. But at least he was a little bit rattled at the rattled, start. There yep. was, you know, you know that there's going to be contact. You're going to yep. have a hard day. You can still be too good for an opposition, yep. but a hard day. But the power, they get a chance because round two yep. was a 71 point loss to the Pies at the MCG. They did try and tag Dacos on that day, and he gave yep. whoever his de- direct opponent was an absolute flogging. Yep. But Port on their home patch. Yep. 
can declare themselves as maybe the number one seed yeah. if they roll the pies. Could make a big, uh, could make a big statement. My other two great things about Collingwood is um, Braden Maynard's the toughest ombre in the competition. Oh, yeah. oh, he's playing with one arm out there. His shoulder's cooked and he's tack- like, tackling. He's a wrecking ball out there. I don't know. He must be in. It's going to come out at the end of the season just how much pain this guy is playing in. And it's He loves it, though. Incredible. He's, but even he looked. Yeah, he did. Even he looked like it was... He was sore and a bit protective of How's it. How's that hit, though, in the first quarter? Like, he came out, as you said, knowing that he's got a sore, sore shoulder yeah. and just cracked him. Yeah. He did a smother at one point, yeah. purely one-handed because yeah. he couldn't put the other one out. Yeah. Full you, Superman smother. And do you know who might be the most underrated superstar in the game? Tell oh, me let if me I'm wrong guess. Oleg Markov. No, but he's oh. very good. I love the Mushtaka, man. Quainal. Uh, he's very good, too. They're on the podium. Jamie Elliott. We never talk about Jamie Elliott. We love Jamie Elliott. Is there any, is like for a small forward who just consistently gets the job done, isolate me out of the goal square, like he's the most threatening, dead eye, consistent, the mm. soft tissue problems are gone. He's a superstar and a cut price superstar. And when we just, we never talk about him. I think um, he's been an incredible you know, player who, and should be an all Australian contender. Ooh. Do you know who else yep. we don't talk about enough? Who? Noble. Johnny Noble. He's becoming a very yes. good player. Oh, okay. my god. Craig McRae and his ability to bring the best out of his yeah. players. Yeah. Like Markov, we touched on this yesterday. Yeah, Gold Coast Goal, discard. Couldn't get a game <laughs> at the Gold Coast yeah. Suns when they were absolutely Paul Puopolo bad. Yes. <laughs> and now he comes out and becomes a better running halfback. Now look at yeah. goal of the year, except he didn't realise which jumper was which. Yep. Yes. Exactly. And you were the number one uh, glue guy in Collingwood history. You were the most popular player Collingwood has ever has ever seen. Oleg Markov is quickly developing a reputation inside the locker room mm. as a as a real culture club guy. So he is uh, he they love him inside the uh, inside the Collingwood football club. Team so very good. good. That is a comprehensive wrap for <laughs> your Monday. If you've got any question for us, of course, jump on the Instagram at footy talk underscore pod at TikTok footy talk pod tomorrow. Two superstars from the Saints Footy Club. Joey and Rui to go through the rest of the round's action, plus a bit of a preview. This has been the Footy Talk Podcast. Have yourselves a wonderful week. Listener.